What do I define about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from NetworkAndSpill.com and also WhitneyDanielle.com. And today, this is our very infamous segment, hashtag how did we meet? So I've got a special guest on here. She's actually from the DC metropolitan area and we're recording in person, which is really fun. And I'm really excited to talk with her because I've known her for a little while and she is one of my favorite fellow entrepreneurs and somebody who I really look up to. So I think you all will get quite a bit from this conversation All right, let's get started. Hey, Charlene Banks, you are an entrepreneur, you have your own consulting firm, and you've been really, I guess, doing a lot of different things from consulting, and I see you at the gym working Mm -hmm. out, and then you've got some ministry stuff going on. So tell me about what you do. So day to day, you'll either find me at my computer writing code or leading my other developer on how to write the code, or I'll be at the gym working out. Or I'll be teaching a learning tree class. I teach people how to write software. So when I'm not doing it, I'm teaching other people how to do it. And then if I'm not doing that stuff, you might find me in front of a spiritual group of people on a Sunday morning leading the what we call an encouragement. It's not quite a sermon, but it's more of a, a talk where you give them some encouragement. So yes, I have a wide variety of things that I'm up to. Awesome. Okay, so I like to start with how we met. Do you Mm. remember how we met? (laughs) Yes, it was 19. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So in um, 2007, early 2007, uh, Trump, sorry, 2017, Trump got elected and my contract got frozen. And I had just gotten into a beautiful, beautiful Tesla Model S. And I was sitting at home, not writing software. They said, don't cease work. And I thought, Oh no, not even for fun. Nope. Shouldn't work. And I thought, okay, the money, it'll come, it'll come in again. But as I'm sitting in this office, looking around my home with that beautiful car in my garage, what else could I do? And I have a motto. I teach people do everything you can with what you have. What do I have? A brand new, beautiful 2016 Tesla model S and I get it and I get excited every time I drive it. So I thought I'm going to drive for Uber and Lyft. Turns out Lyft is a little better in terms of how they treat their employees. But I said, I'm going to drive strangers around in my new car. And I called my dad. Dad! He says, Ashar, are you working again? I said, no, dad, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to drive perfect strangers around in my brand new car. He says, all right, hold on, wait a minute, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so I, start, I put some parameters around it, being during the daytime, picking people up at the airport, or, or unless they're in the suburbs like here. And I think, I don't know, like the third or fourth call, I get bling, bling, bling. And I look, Whitney, in Bristow. Oh, in Bristow. So I jump in the car and I roll out. And I pick you up <laughs> at your mom's house. Yep. <laughs> and that was when we first met. Yeah, I was in town visiting from, God, I don't even know, Dallas probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I come in San Diego at the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I hadn't moved yet. You were going to move to Dallas. Oh, see? <laughs> yeah. So you remember. Okay, so I was visiting my family, and I was going to visit a friend in Centerville, and I typically don't, you know, I didn't have my car, because I'm in Virginia. My car was, God knows where, San Diego probably. Mm-hmm. And... 
I was like, all right, well, I'm going to call an Uber and, and go to my friend's house. And I call this Uber. And keep in mind, guys, I live in the boonies. I live in, <laughs> you know, northern Virginia. I'm 45 minutes outside of D.C. My family has lived here for so long. We used to live, like, next to dairy farms, and they built up the, the area. But we're still in the boonies. So when you call an Uber, sometimes you have to wait. There have been times where I've had to wait a minute mm. for an Uber. Mm-hmm. And I call Uber, and... I'm like, bro, I got a Tesla. So I'm like, you know, I'm a car nerd. I love cars, everything automotive. So I freak out. And I showed my parents. I'm like, girl, look, I got a Tesla. And she's about to come. And she's a black lady. And so I lost my mind. And you show up. We get in the car. And it was such, I wouldn't, I was so upset that the, I didn't want to get out. I was so upset that the ride was only like 15, 20 minutes. And she's like literally giving me a demo of the test. I had never been in one, I think, while it was moving. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in the car, I'm asking, and you're pressing all the buttons. And there's this big, huge, like rectangular display. And I'm like, ooh, what's this button? Ooh, what's that? (laughs) And it was just, it was one of the coolest Uber rides I've taken in like literally my history of taking an Uber ride. And one of the things you told me, because you're in IT mm-hmm. and your license plate is IT geek. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you know, I told you what I did at the time and what I wanted to do. And you said to me, whatever you do, make sure it relates and it helps you in what it is you're trying to do in the end. So if that means staying at your job and working things out and using your, you know, the tools that you get at work and blah, 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 blah then that means that. But try to angle yourself so where you're benefiting from your full-time job and that it will help boost you in your entrepreneurial like goals yes. in your journey. And I was like, and I remember hearing that and being like, what? She's telling me to stay at my job. I hate my job. <laughs> but then I was like, no, that was really good advice. Yay. And I've always held on to that. Um, you know, it's, you know, you get random pieces from different right. folks when you, when you're out and about, but that was, mm-hmm. um, and we exchanged numbers. Yeah. And you were like, all right, well, hit me up, you know, next time you're in town. And I did, right? Yep. Was it was a couple months later? Yeah. Yep. We we started texting. I know that I just remember what I thought about you was, my God, she has it together. If I had it together in my early 30s, the way you have it together at your age, I would be so smoking awesome. I would be like, you know, because I didn't really start getting it together until I was 40 something with confidence and stuff and the way that you just came across so you had it together. And I'm like, okay, so she lives all the way in San Diego, but her parents are here. She'll come back and there's probably something we could do business wise, or I probably know people that you could use in your, in your uh, growth and in your, your professional development. And I don't know who hit whom up, but, oh, I think when you came back in town, you were like, Mm. Hey, I'm back in town. Mm -hmm. Let's hang out. I was like, sure. And I don't know if I was still driving. I think I stopped driving about two months after I met you. Because contracts were back on, and I was like, yay. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I remember we went to D.C. together, and I picked you up, because it was like, I'll pick you up. This yeah. time, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> and then we rolled to D.C. and just had such a, a fun time out seeing all the places that you used to hang out, and just me getting to know you a little better. I just remember thinking, man... She's got what it takes. Like, and you were you started to tell me about your social media stuff. And mm. I had been like, ah, what's a podcast? Nah. And now I, mm-hmm. I love podcasts. Yeah. We're going to do one at my church now. Nice. Just, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You really have opened my eyes. You say I've helped you. It's mutual. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's the best thing about when you meet somebody and you hit it off. It must be a two-way flow. Yeah. It can't be just give mm-hmm. one person's giving one person's taking so. absolutely and I will say too like energy wise I'm a fairly 
medium energy type person and you're very high energy I and I always <laughs> love and gravitate towards high energy people because I can feed off of that yeah. in a positive way mm -hmm. um and you know okay so I want to talk about the gym so I'm back in Virginia and I'm at my parents hanging out and there's this huge gym that opens literally across the street and it was big my mom has been looking forward to it for months and she's like Whitney I'm gonna go I'm gonna get fit and I'm like okay <laughs> and so they had this membership and my dad was on the account and somehow I finessed my way into mooching and taking his spot in the account because he likes to outdoor cycle and so he's outside doing and they have got like a little outdoor cycle thing mm -hmm. so I take his spot while I'm in town for a bit and I start going to the gym and I see you and so, I don't know do you remember what class I walked it was? into I think it was kettlebell combine they killed us. <laughs> they did. They always do. I love that class. Actually, one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I walk in and I'm like, is that Charlotte? <laughs> and I was like, bro, I already have a friend at the gym. This is amazing. Yay. My mom was so jealous. I love it. Um, but it's it's great because now, you know, I see you at the gym and mm -hmm. we'll, you know, if, I'll, if I'm leaving yoga, I'll see you mm -hmm. on the bike and I'll right. swing by and you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, of course. And, you know, we just, we just chit chat and yeah. it's nice to, you know, see a familiar face. But yeah. I think... Your energy is definitely, even in the class we did the other week. Oh, my gosh. Where she was playing all that ratchet music. <laughs> and I was, I dropped into the nay nay and I was dropping oh it low. Oh, my God. It is I'm, so funny. I'm surprised you still, like, admit to knowing me. The way that I behave in public, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> it's funny. It is. It, it's, you know, because this gym, I, we're in the, again, we're in the Northern Virginia area. It's very bougie, very Caucasian. And these women are not always very happy no. you know they've got multiple children they're like just tired <laughs> right um, because some of these moms get called out of the class regularly yes. yes the little people the downstairs people will come up and have a little sign listen i have to tell you this morning in hip-hop class <laughs> we weren't even in the warm-up yet they what? came and got the instructor and said your child has done a blowout in his diaper Ooh. and she turns to the class she's like I don't know what to do. I didn't do warm-up yet. I, does anybody know? I'm like, all right, so I used to be a Zumba instructor. I totally warmed up the class. What? And I couldn't really. I'm like, there was a lot of grapevines and yeah, like yeah. curl. But why not? I mean, you can't you can't break it, right? right? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and she had to leave. I'm certainly not going to change that baby's diaper, mm -mm. but I could warm up a class. Yeah. They will come get you. <laughs> Those moms. And when the moms are in the class and they see the person with the sign up, they're like, yep. oh, Damn. Damn. <laughs> yep, because they got a roll, and typically they don't come back. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, their workout is is it's Cut done. Short. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! But the gym is it's been because you know I'm not a, I'm not a gym person. I will absolutely admit to that. I but, don't like physical but you're fitness. You're so good at yoga. I am good at yoga. That's my yeah. favorite. Okay, that's my favorite. Um, what I am looking forward to is getting all the testing done, so I know where mm. my like mm -hmm. you showed me your PDF. Right, right, right. Um, but I do want to shift and talk a little bit more about what you do and, and really what you're working on this summer. Uh -huh. These, we've got, what, six months left? I mean, yeah. what are some of your your goals, your activities? You mean work-wise? Yeah. Oh, okay. So for work, it's pretty funny. I have a, I'm a subcontractor to a prime, and I'm also in the process of trying to get my 8A so I could do direct business with the government. The problem with direct business with the government is that they can take their sweet time paying you up mm. to 90, maybe 120 days. Mm. As a subcontractor, I get paid within about 30 days and I can get the rate I want. I don't have to bicker. So it's a struggle trying to grow, but not just for the not just for the sake of the money, because you could grow, but then you lose your, your freedom, you lose the ability. Like right now, I love the fact that I can do so many things during the day. If I get really big, 
I'm pretty sure I have to just hunker down or worse, hire somebody to manage it and then I lose touch. Mm. So I'm always balancing between growth for the sake of growth or allowing my customers to kind of push me. So I've been at this business for 20 years. And when I first got my corporation, I did it because customers wouldn't do business with me without a corporate, without a corporation. And then I had to get insurance. So I kind of allowed my customers to kind of force me to go to the next step. And now I'm at that same point where I'm pretty comfortable. I own the business. My son is working for me and he's probably going to take it over at some point. I'm thinking managed growth. I'd love to grow, but I don't want to grow crazy where you hire a bunch of people and it just falls flat. I don't want to stagnate. So it's it's one of those, what is what is right for me to do right now? What is my next step? And so what I've been working on is the infrastructure, the onboarding process. So you and I worked together. Uh, you were my little vendor. I, mm-hmm. I, gave you, I threw some work your way. And um, that whole process with the paperwork, the form to fill out and all the little stuff, that could have been smoother. So what I'm trying to do is if I do have other employees besides myself and my son, I've got to have an onboarding process. I've got to have HR. Mm. I do have an employee handbook, but I've got to do a little more to have structure because that's the part that causes me a little bit of, you know, pause. Like, do I move forward if I move forward and I grow too fast? If I move forward and I don't grow fast? If I hire people and then I can't put them to a real job, then I've got to lay them off. That's terrible. So there's that. Mm. And I'm still kind of um, wiggling back and forth. I do have to straddle this and my other big love, which is um, I do, like I said, a lot of talking at church. I lead. And so it occurred to me, boy, I could get my ministerial license and then I could be like qualified to do it. Right now I just do it Hmm. when my minister can't. But I'm like, what if I was Reverend Charlene? Uh Uh-oh. Would they let me have one? The way I'd be dropping it low? I don't know. But I'm going to go for it. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So the question becomes, though, Again, I just pretty much want to stay at a level where I am comfortable and also on the edge and still learning, but not so on the edge that it sucks the life out of everything else I love to do. So there's a balance I'm trying to stay on. Hmm. Check back. I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, balance is always and balance and growth are two things that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people in general struggle with and are always trying to find because it it shifts and it changes and you're trying to grow and and stay marketable and stay relevant and all of these things so there's a lot of um there's a lot behind that Mm -hmm. um so as far as I mean we have six months left Mm -hmm. what else are you um, excited about it. doesn't have to be work. We can yeah. talk about like fun stuff now. So okay. What else? Um, for travel, I'm going to Martha's Vineyard with a bunch Ooh. of girls. Mm-hmm. I've never been before with a bunch of girls. And so, and I've heard it's fun. Mm-hmm. So that's at the beginning of August. And then I'm considering the go- going on a retreat in Ka- Kauai. Okay. It's one of my favorite musicians from LA is going to, she does a lot of chants and a lot of spiritual, but not religious music. Mm -hmm. So she's leading like a little retreat in Kauai. So I've thought about going to that. Mm -hmm. And then my son will be starting grad school. So he will not be as available. He'll still be on my contract, but I got to keep it together. So when he, when he kind of drops something, I have to be able to pick it up and keep it moving Mm -hmm. because we're creating sort of a brand. So between the vacations and the work, my goal is to keep going to the gym. You'll see me there. I try to go every single day, but I've already, I've already skipped about three days this month, and it's only the eleventh. 
Mm-hmm. I, well, actually, I went nine. Nine out of 11. That's not too bad. No, not I at all. I try to hit at least like 20-something yeah. a month. 20-something. Yeah, I yeah. literally have I've not been to the gym in ages. And then I started going, uh-huh. and my dad was like, Whitney, if you're going to go, you better go. I'm not oh, yeah. kidding. And I was like, yeah. okay. Because he and wants you to use it. <laughs> yeah, he does. But he's also, you know, he's trying to motivate me because he mm-hmm. knows how I am. And he knows that, like, we're just, you know, as a family, we're just not super athletic. Mm-hmm. And nobody has been. I mean, he's ex-military. So he, when oh, he retired yeah. from the military, he had already been through 20-something years of PT. physical. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's a lot. And mm-hmm. he knows how to keep his body in shape. Whereas the rest of us are like, meh. It looks and, hard. It looks hard. <laughs> I mean, I, we just don't enjoy it. Like, we took yeah. musical stuff in school right. instead of the I physical know. stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I could have probably gotten, like, a scholarship for, you know, playing my saxophone. I played the saxophone. Oh, I had wanted know. to play since I was, like, five. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. Sesame Street with the owl got me oh, yes. on the saxophone. I was like, I need to play that. And they wouldn't give me one for years. <laughs> they gave me the stupid recorder, and I had to play that. And then, finally... They were like, all right, we're going to give you a saxophone. And what do they do? They give me the biggest damn saxophone it's they have. bigger than you were. It was bigger than me. Oh I couldn't carry it. Yeah, I'm in Texas, like San Antonio, on base, having to walk. We were at the very end of base housing. And the school's on the other side. So, yeah, they, of course, I ended up switching Aww. saxophones. But, like, we were just musical people. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. other sister sings. The other one plays the flute. Actually, what? two sisters sing. Nice. And one plays the flute. Yeah, so... When I joined the gym, it was a it was a really big deal, um, but I made a pact to go as often, and mm-hmm. I, I schedule my classes on my yes. on my phone because the app, app is amazing. Yes. And I put in, you know, and I'll put it in my calendar, and then I'll mm-hmm. put two alerts in there. Yes, and that helps to. It, it's my day is yeah. revolving around, and I have favorite mm-hmm. classes now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's so much offered at that gym, and it's really it's nice to get into a routine. So besides music, mm-hmm. dancing, the gym, mm-hmm. and you know your pastime of learning because i know that's something that you're you're oh yeah i have to and then the ministry stuff what else are you really i guess interested in so one of the things that are it's a hobby but i need to figure out how to find time is artificial intelligence i want so much to get this okay so there's this thing this amazon has a car little Mm self-driving ai it Mm -hmm. can figure out it can learn Based on the information that comes in, artificial intelligence keeps like trimming off what didn't work and then moving toward what did work and you just feed a lot of data. So you can buy this little car thing and program it. And I'm so excited about that, but when am I going to find the time to program this darn thing? So I have to carve the time out to just really get into it. I love the whole thought about it. I love robotics and anything, just anything that has to do with taking data and moving it to the next stage. And I know you said don't talk about work, but that's totally not work. Mm. <laughs> to me, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into coding? Gosh. Oh, when I was um, in Montclair High School, 10th grade, Montclair, New Jersey. All of my friends. I, I had friends that were like two years older and they were like seniors. So they were doing programming. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at them and I got jealous. I wanted to do it too. I don't know why. And we moved to California and my mother in 10th grade, moved to California. My mom's like, all right, listen, we're in this new place. You're 16 years old. After school, I signed you up for this class. And she slides the piece of paper over. I'm like, Fortran, what's that? It's called Fortran, Charlene. You're going to go take this class. I'm like, oh, it's programming. So I went and she explained it and I got it. Everything she did made perfect sense. And I would just do it and turn it in. And they're like, how did you figure that? I'm like, I don't know. It makes sense to me. It's not hard. Everybody, oh, it's hard. It's, hard. it's not hard. So because it, it was like a positive feedback loop, I liked it. It liked me. I kept mm-hmm. getting better at it. And then when junior college came along, I just took those classes 
Somebody offered me a job, so I stopped going to college. I get fast forward to 2008, and my son looks at me, and we're in this house. He's like, Mom, you know, we're doing fine. You never finished college. I don't think I'm going to go to I said, boy, if you don't shut your mouth. And I pulled the computer close, and I signed up for online school. And I just got my degree online just in that moment because mm. I'm not going to let him not go to college. But it was always just a love. I would look at stuff and just know how to do it. And just Even like things would come like it was a vacuum cleaner or something and I would just put it together. If you, if you give me the parts and the diagram and leave me alone, you'll come back. It'll be done. So it's just, my, it's just the way my brain works. Hmm. But, wow. It's yeah. crazy the things that we find or that kind of happen when we're younger yeah. that really stick. Like, I loved playing the saxophone. And there are Aww. things that, you know. I can't wait to hear you now. Okay. It's I haven't played next in like a million years. <laughs> um, but I do. I loved doing it. And it was something that, you know, and I think we all have something. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't think we do, there is something that we have mm-hmm. about us. It's just an innate love and skill and it just comes easy and I think it's important to to do that to be creative so as far as I know when you're I don't know the different like types of brains I know there's like Mm -hmm. all different sorts of the way people sort of take in information and process it but I know engineering and coding and Mm -hmm. IT can be very straight Mm -hmm. and linear and narrow Um, what do you do to kind of keep creative and to keep your energy so high yeah it's funny a lot of people think that programming is linear but you'd be surprised how much creativity you need Mm. in order to even write a piece of code so for example like one time I was working with SharePoint and I know it's a horrible thing to code in because it limits you Mm -hmm. but it forces you to think all right if I could write all the code myself I would do it this way straightforward but since it's SharePoint, I think I need to add this, a little bit of that, some jQuery, a little bit of JavaScript, then add this thing in the background, and then HTML button, and boom, look, you click it, and it works. And people are like, wow, how'd you make it do that? Because your brain had to connect all these other pieces mm. to make it work. Mm-hmm. Be- and I think just a lot of um, software development, it's really right-brained. Like, I had a friend who was a coder. He was so right-brained that, oh my gosh, I took over his code, and I'm like because he's not linear at all. And and even when he takes notes, it looks more like a, um, have you ever seen those sort of word diagrams Mm, that mm -hmm. don't really go in order? And it's very sketchy instead Mm -hmm. of like, my notes are very bulleted, bullet points. No, this guy. So, and a lot of my developer buddies are musicians. You'd be surprised. There's something magical that matches up math, music, words, like poetry, even I, I guess some people say that there's a certain formula hmm. to all of it. And that if you ask Emerson, um, he says, oh, it's God. If, if you show me, show me math and show me poetry, I'll show you God. And so it's cool that there's this unified back of all of it. And like you said, it gets expressed in each person so beautifully and so differently mm-hmm. that no two people express it alike. That's yeah. kind of powerful. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. And I agree. I think... I don't know a ton about coding, obviously, but I think, you know, I've I've done work and I actually had a podcast guest, um, Jasmine Sadler, and she has her own company. It's called the Steam Collab. Mm. And she works a lot and she talked a lot about how the work that she does, she's an aerospace engineer out in wow. San Diego. Yeah. And she talked a lot about how like the wiring yeah. in the building became like the sort of art form uh-huh. and how she likes to bring, I mean, they bring in all these kids and they show them how to be 
creative and how to think differently. Mm. And I think that's so important. And, you know, mm-hmm. she talks about how the arts mm-hmm. are important and they're mm-hmm. a very important part of, you know, the science and the technology and all right. of this yeah. and how it all fits together. And by using art, you yeah. can... You can get kids and you can get people to to shift the way they look at this. That's really true. Yeah, Yeah, and it's important. Uh I think it's important for kids to see that too Mm -hmm. because, you know, you think, oh, people used to think, oh, well, drawing is just a a hobby. Like You can't make money as an artist and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, but. Without it, you probably will perish. Well, and we need (laughs) to have creative outlets. And I know I personally find this urge to express myself in different ways. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, going to a show or going Mm. somewhere, you know, going to a certain dance class or workout. But sometimes it's like drawing or painting or doing something random. Have you ever been to the paint and sip? I have. I haven't been in the news. We should go to one. I love it. It'd be fun. I actually had, um, I bought a deal Mm -hmm. for one. I think it was a, a two people class. I may still have it. Yeah. Yeah. We should do it. Yeah. I, I can copy anything. You show it to me, I can do it. Coming right out of my brain, though. Hmm. But it turns out art can be taught. Like how to draw something mm. really well can be taught. I dated a guy once who did a really good. He drew in such a way that you didn't know what it was. Like he'd start it like the foot, and then by the time he's done, it's like a full, beautiful, fluffy pig, and you didn't know it because he started with the little mm. cloven foot mm-hmm. or whatever the word is for the. And he showed me some things. I'm like, and then. For a while, while I was dating the guy, I was a good artist. Yeah. And then, of course, it fell off. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it Same can here. be taught. Yeah, it can be taught. I didn't realize. <laughs> it's fun. And we yeah. actually do paint night now at my family's house during the holidays. It's become a tradition. Ooh. So my mom will go out and she'll get little canvases and then she'll get a ton of paint <gasps> and brushes. Oh, yeah. And we all Google, like paint and sip. We Google it and we'll find what other people have kind of done in the paint night. And then then we pick one. Yeah, we pick one. And it's so much fun. And I'm actually really, really good at it. And so some of it's actually in the kitchen. Nice. Um, I've done some really cool like floral pieces. Anyway, it's it's a lot of fun. I always feel too like I see the Jackson Pollock stuff and I'm like, you know, just take a... (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. That shows you how little I know about art. But I'm like... Yeah. I could flick a brush. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Get a ton of paint and just like Play. throw it around. Yeah. yeah. But it really does. I think everybody listening, I'm hoping one of the takeaways here is to make sure that you're doing something that creatively inspires you and keeps you moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and to listen to those little voices that say, you know, it's time to meditate. It's time to sit still. It's time mm. to go to um, an encouragement yes. session. It's yeah. time to go to the gym. It's time to do some artwork. I think... That's really important. And it seems like you've got your different interests and you yeah. seem to balance them to the best of your ability. And I, I think I think that's really important. One thing I learned from a friend of mine years ago, he said, Charlene, you always say, I have to. I have to go to the gym. I have to. At the time I was saying, I have to get a therapist. He's like, how about this? You deserve to. I deserve to go to the gym. It changed my whole way of thinking. I deserve to get, take a break. I deserve to go and maybe go dancing, go out dancing and have a drink with friends. I deserve it. Mm. because I earned it you know mm-hmm. what I mean and even the stuff that you think is hard you say you deserve it yeah then it puts it in a more more of a this is for me mm. you know yeah so. I deserve it and I get to I, I think. get to that's yeah. another one I get to that's what I heard re- very recently I don't know where I saw that but I get to do that I get mm-hmm. to get fuel I hate getting fuel but yeah this is a bad example <laughs> I get to buy it. <laughs> so tell me about that. Let's 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 shift a little bit and talk okay. about the car. So yeah. why the Tesla? So um, Tesla has always been. 
in my mind, what the iPhone was in 2007. So do you remember when nobody knew anything about a smartphone? We had PDAs and we had a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And you had to take a, open your PDA, then you had to type in the phone number from your contacts list into your cell phone. And I'm like, darn it, if they don't blend these two. The iPod came out. I'm like, if it could only be a phone. Finally, the iPhone came out. I went out and bought it right away. I wanted to know everything about it. When I saw that Tesla car in 2000, and I want to say 14, my son was going to go to college. And of course, I'm going to pay for it. So no, I'm not going to buy that. And I just looked at it and I just drooled and I sat in it and I saw all the technology, all the things that I know cars could be. It was what that iPhone was for me. And I said, well, as soon as that boy finishes college, I'm going to get one. And then he, I, I, when I put him in his first year at Virginia Tech, I said, mess up, mess up, get kicked out. He's like, mom, stop. I said, because when you do, I'm buying a Tesla. <laughs> and he's like, stop, stop saying that, mom. I'm like, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't encourage you to get kicked out. Yeah. But try it. <laughs> he would laugh. <laughs> so one time he calls me, he says, mom, they, these people want me to apply for the scholarship. I mean, I don't know. It's just a lot of work. I fill out this essay. I gotta do, I'm like, would you like help? I'm the scholar. It's a scholarship. They're going to pay you to go to school. Would you like help, son? So I helped him feel, uh, fill out the application and he put it in and they gave it to him. And I said, so so does this mean I don't have to pay for college anymore? He's like, um, I think that's what that means, Mom. I said, uh, I'll wait. So I waited the first. No one called me and bothered me about any payments. No one called. I said, I think I'm, I think I'm free. <laughs> so I went to the Tesla store. And I'm going in the Tesla store still not feeling like I'm worth it. I'm still like, I mean, I feel like I'm worth it because I tell myself those affirmations. But I walk into the Tesla store and I tell the guy, you don't have to try to sell me. I'm here to show a friend of mine and I, um, I already know the one I want. I've got it all designed online and everything. Don't try to sell me. I'm showing him how cool they are. And he said, you know, we carry inventory, right? I said, no, but you don't have the one. I Tell me what Tell me what you want. I said, well, mine has and had all the stuff. He said, yeah, we have one of those in Tyson's. I'm like, oh. I'm at Boston at the time. I'm like, yeah, but I'm really not ready. I have no reason now. I don't have a son in college like he's got that paid for. I seriously could. And I said, yeah, but you guys, I'm not really ready to buy today because I'm sure Navy Federal can give me a better interest rate. They go, we're doing a pretty good job here. Give us your info. So I gave them my info. They run the numbers. He comes back and goes, I've never seen a rate this low. I'm like, you're just making that up. You tell that to everybody. Mm-hmm. The rate is 1.74% interest. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you're just going to give it. <laughs> I guess we're doing it. And then I thought, well, gee. So I don't want to take my son's. Like one of these cars is going to have to be traded in. Should mm-hmm. I trade in my car or my son's car? He calls me in that moment. Mom, I'm studying abroad next semester. What are we doing with my car? I don't want to pay the insurance for it. I don't want to. I was like, here, let me talk to, let me let you talk to this guy. The guy talks my son through everything. They do the online trade-in and that's it. I'm like, so all of my little excuses Mm. are now nothing. Mm -hmm. The universe is like, take the freaking car. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to take the car. That's how they, and seriously, and even when they delivered it or when I went to pick it up, I was still like, I don't really have this. This isn't. Yeah. Just in denial. When you really want something and then you have it, mm-hmm. it's weird. But then at the end of the day, it's just a car. It's, you know, two years later and yeah. it's just a car. Yeah. So. I mean, I've had my car for like 10 years and it's still really my pride and joy. Yeah. It looks brand new. I know. I love it so much. You, yes. Yeah, it's it's one of those things because I've, you know, I've always been into cars since I was a little kid. Yeah. You know, my mom would buy me these little cars. I'd play with them on the floor. <laughs> and I would, I had favorite cars every year. 
I would have a car. I'd be like, Mom, that's my car. And then we lived in Texas, and they had this dealership on the main highway. And I was probably, like, 10. And they had this, like, Mitsubishi Eclipse, right? Uh The Fast and the Furious. Uh And they had it on a pedestal. You were like, yes! And it would spin around. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, Mom, that's my car. And it was red. It was a spider Eclipse. I was like, Mom, that's my car. Like, every single year. And I, I wanted the Z, and I was working at Audi, and I was like... They're not giving me a deal. I run the company car. I'm helping them run the company car program, and they're not giving me the car or a discount. So, And they don't make one that's comparable. So I worked for Nissan before. Why don't I get the hookup? And I did the same thing. But the car brings me, I think, you know, we have to have these little goals and these little things that we want, and we have to treat ourselves. And it just seems like it worked out for you. It really did. (laughs) It's like the universe just said, okay, (laughs) and called my bluff, because I stand up there and I talk in front of my congregation. Mm. I say things. Mm But how much do you really believe them? Yeah. When I started driving Lyft, I was um, I, I used those experiences to a get out of my head and get out of the fear because the things we create for ourselves and when we're not working, when there doesn't seem to be money coming in, mm-hmm. we start to believe that it'll never come in. Yeah. So I got I had to get out of my debt. Go and I talking to people and just getting involved in what is going on in life gets you out of that. Mm-hmm. And um, one time I got a, a Lyft to request, and the guy. Let's just say he looked like, do you watch Dave Chappelle? Of course. You know his character with the the white lips? Yes. And he's scratching. Yes. This is the picture on the left request. Is it really? Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, bro, don't put the picture because this is not happening. So, but I had just given the encouragement about you cannot judge things by how they look. I talked about Cory Booker, how he lived in Newark, even amongst them and Mm. blah, blah, blah. So Charlene just accepts, right, as I drive over. And I roll up and he is, he looks exactly like his photo and he's got these two cute little baby boys, like, I don't know, four and six with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh. So they got in my car, they strap in and they go to Southeast DC, Mm. which is, it was kind of rough. But the stuff we talked about, blows your mind and the little kids were just sweet i said you know what universe i i'm not gonna say another yep. thing i am yep. not gonna judge and ev- so every time you meet people whether whatever capacity it's in there's things that we remind ourselves like when we come into contact with each other there's mm. things we're supposed to remember yeah and for him i was supposed to remember to stop judging him i wanted to say that but dude though like your picture yeah. just don't have one just just don't just you've got to take a better one i'll take a better one for you it's that bad and even though i'm trying to be spiritual as soon as i got to the location i went off book i turned off the Mm. bling bling because i don't want to no you you don't want to stay in the dc area like that Mm -mm. yeah just okay so i have (laughs) i have two more questions the 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 next question i want to i want to ask i'm going to start with just a a comment so Mm -hmm. you seem to be a very good connector and networker and I think that's really important and I'm glad we're having this conversation because a lot of the women and men listening are looking to network better Mm -hmm. and they're looking to connect authentically Mm. and you know that's one of the things I try to preach and teach on the show and I I I see the qualities that you have and they are really perfectly in alignment with a lot of what I teach my audience. And I try to tell them about, you know, showing up for other people, connecting Mm -hmm. when you can, being thoughtful Mm -hmm. and really being resourceful. Obviously you're resourceful. You were out here, you know, doing lift while, you know, because you knew you, you needed something else to do. You needed Mm -hmm. something else to fuel you. And I think that's so important. So Mm -hmm. what kind of encouragement would you give the listeners on 
networking, on connecting, on being able to think about somebody else and help them out? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think the first thing that comes to mind was the thing that I said earlier, which is do whatever you can with what you have. Because I believe that the universe rewards those who know they already have. And so when we get out of the mindset of wanting, wanting keeps you from actually having if that makes any sense. Mm. It's like seeking keeps you from actually finding. Mm. So the first thing to do in the morning, if you could just, I, I, this worked for me and I know it'll work for whoever tries it. You look in the mirror or just close your eyes and know that you are with yourself and you define yourself. You define that you are, you have enough. You are enough. You start your day knowing that you are enough and then that you bring qualities with you that bless others. And and that changes, it shifts from the fear that I'm not good enough. And when I do show up at this mixer or at this job interview, I hope they give me what I lack. Oh, that's the wrong energy. And it'll push people away. But if you get together, get centered, even just sitting in your car and doing one of those Superman poses or those any, any, there's a bunch of little tricks you can Google them. But the key is to get within and know that you are enough. You have a lot. Even if it looks like you don't have cash, cash is not abundance. It isn't. Abundance is spiritual. It's like, it's the stuff that we're made of. And so you got to get in touch with all the things that you do have, all the gifts that you do have. Read your resume, see how awesome you are. And then knowing that you bring that, you can just relax and then you can listen because you're not here to get. You're here to give and to be of service and to offer help. And it's a whole different energy when you're just coming and you're here to give somebody something. You're here to help them with something. Then people all of a sudden, you know, they love you. In fact, I tell my son, because he's the only one that is kind of around me a lot, right? Mm-hmm. He says, I don't know. I hate small talk. I don't, I feel uncomfortable with small talk. And I told him, if you ask questions and follow up with like somebody says to you oh how's the weather and they and you ask them so how did you get here today did you did you drive or did you take the bus and they start talking ask them a little bit more about that and ask them a little bit more about that and repeat a little bit of what they said and ask them some more you haven't small talked you've been interested in someone Mm. and they'll walk away saying boy that Blake sure is a nice guy. Turns out you didn't say Blake didn't say anything about himself. All he did was ask you about you. And somehow people who were able to to connect with you, able to share who they are, all of a sudden they think you're great because you got them to share who they are. It's the best trick and it works. It's not like it's not like a um you're not trying to be duplicitous. You're just trying to get your mind over the self-consciousness and the navel-gazing that we are all susceptible to. And getting out of oneself and being curious about someone else is the way to get, is the way to get that connection going. Hmm. Yeah. That's so important. That's, <laughs> and you can read more about that, actually, if that's something that interests you in the book, what, how to influence people and get friends or whatever. Oh, the Dale Carnegie? Yes. Yeah. He talks about that. Yeah. He talks about that. And that's how I learned about it years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. I read that book and he's like, you got to stop talking. And I was like, what? I love talking. <laughs> like, that's kind of my jam. And he's like, yeah, no, not when you're trying to influence people and get friends. Like you can't, you can't be out here flapping your jaws. You really have to listen and mm-hmm. ask follow-up questions and turn the the conversation around because it, it does and 
I know, and I'm going to say this because I feel like somebody is probably thinking it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it does sound kind of duplicitous, right? Mm-hmm. Where it feels like when somebody's kind of, it feels like they're kind of probing you. If, if you're being salesy about it. Well, yeah. and also like when you're, when you're not doing it with an open mind and when you're not doing it genuinely, uh, it can come off as somebody just, yeah, like just <laughs> yeah. somebody digging. And yeah. it's like, how do you finesse that? Right. And I think, like you said, coming to the table, trying to be of service, trying mm-hmm. to just learn about somebody else. For You already know about you, girl. Mm-hmm. You already know. You already know what you did today. You already right. know what you ate. You already know your favorite color. Right, like, right. You already know. Why not take this opportunity to learn about someone else? Yes. Because maybe you have something that you can help them with. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with work or sales or money. It can, mm-hmm. you know, you've done this to me multiple times. Mm-hmm. I think you were the first, one of the first persons I called when, I got let go from my oh, from yeah. my job. Yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm connected with mm-hmm. you because I may need help. I may need support. You're one of the only people I know mm-hmm. in my immediate area doing something that I'm in alignment yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's make sure we're on. You did really good at that. And then, and then when I was all busy, you hit me back. You're like, hey, still mm. here. And it wasn't in a way that was, how come you didn't get back to me? You, you do that great. You have just the right um, little nudge. Like, hey, mm. still here. Mm. We can get together whenever. A positive attitude. No shaming. A lot of people will be like, huh, so I guess you don't like me now, huh? Just insecure. Yeah. And Guilt tripping. Oh, it's a terrible yeah. feeling. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> no, wants it. Because nobody yeah. wants anybody doing that to them. Right. And I know that you're sort of a one-woman show. Right, right. And you've got a lot going on. So, of course, I'm not going to guilt anybody. But right. I will say, I'm going to tell this quick story. So, mm. I had called you, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, blah, blah, blah. and this was in maybe September, right? Mm-hmm. End of September. Mm-hmm. November comes, end of November, I think beginning of December comes. And I had received my last payment from my company mm-hmm. because they set me up with this huge severance and all this Thank all this goodness. money. Oh, yeah. Ooh. They hooked me up. <laughs> so they set me up with the severance, but I had just gotten my last paycheck mm-hmm. from them. And I was like, I was all butthurt. I was super oh. sad. And you called me mm-hmm. and you were like, hey. I've got some work for you. (laughs) And it was that day. I literally remember where I was standing in the kitchen and you were like, I have some work for you. It's going to be this amount of money. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you that amount of money was exactly what I would have gotten paid from my job. And you were so good at that. The, what you, what you did with Ed. Oh my God, you guys, he was like, wow, she's quick. Yeah. I was trying, I was on it, but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, the universe will set you up and you've really got to, be open to it. And it was funny. I, I, he had asked me, did I know anybody? And I tried to give it to my son, but he was like, mom, I have finals. You better back off. And he was graduating mm. that same month. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And everybody else I know is either too busy or far away, or I don't know if they're good. Like, mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, Whitney, she'll do it. Whitney will do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have you on the tip of my tongue for several little things, but I usually don't mention them until they're real. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because, and the thing is, because you put the bug in my ear, like I had no idea whether it was going to be a good fit for you or not. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ask her. And that's what happens when people are in the position to give you work. All you have to do is keep nudging, keep yourself in the front of their minds, Mm -hmm. just sort of asking. Yep. Years ago, I'll tell you this short little story. I was um, a headhunter for one year. I was pregnant with my son, so I didn't want to have a consulting job. I had Mm -hmm. a real job putting other consultants on the job. And I would interview people, 
they come in. I was living in uh, L.A., I guess, at the time. They would come in. I'd meet these developers, have them. I'd have them on my file, and then I'd go try to find jobs to put them in. This one guy called me every morning, and he was like, so, hi. He was very nice. Mm. Anything for me? Okay, just checking. Two weeks go by, and then something came in. Guess who I thought of first? Yep. That guy. <laughs> and he was nice. He wasn't pestering me. Right. He just, about 8.39, he'd call and say, hey, just letting you know I'm still looking. <laughs> That's kind of what you did. Yeah. I mean, not every day. No, but not every day. And you were right in the corner of my mind. I was not trying to get blocked. So keep doing those things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's perseverance, right? Yeah. Perseverance and communication. Mm-hmm. These are two important skills that I think everyone, especially entrepreneurs, need to have and need to be honing all of the time. Absolutely. Because you never know when things are going to line up. When those stars align, it's one phone call. It's mm-hmm. one text. I think you sent me a text first, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and for it to be the amount of money that I was expecting, it is crazy. And to me, that was a sign like, okay, this is this is it. This mm-hmm. is your sign that you can make your own money. Mm-hmm. You don't need this mm-hmm. company. And, you know, it's been like that on and off ever since. Yeah. So it's funny how we get these little signs yes. that we're on the right track. Yes. Um, okay. That's a good point. It is. Yeah, okay, something that. weird. I was driving to Atlanta this what? weekend, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I should go, and I was on the fence about it literally until like two days before I was supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving, and I had taken a photo, and I went to tag the location, mm-hmm. and it was in I was in Whitney, South Carolina. <laughs> I was like, get the hell out of here. Whitney, <laughs> yes. South Carolina? Like, I never would have guessed, ever. It could have been anybody's name. It could have been any city. I happened to click it right there. I only took one picture as I was going that through the state. So and it said Whitney, South Carolina. And it was in that moment that I knew I was supposed to go to this conference. Yes. So I think, you know, I say that to say, we'll see little signs. We'll see little things along the way that we yeah. are on the right track. Mm-hmm. And we just pay attention to them. Take that little nod. And I love that. Here's here's what's really cool about that story. You you were doubting, doubting, and then you went ahead and did it. Mm-hmm. So movement actually mm-hmm. brings you. And as you move, you'll get feedback. Yeah. A lot of us, I know I used to be afraid to get started because what if it's the wrong choice? Well, guess what? It's not the last exit. Like this is life is a big old freeway. You could take exits if you get any, you know, if you get more information, make a different choice. Mm. Right. Yeah. So and that that just it's amazing that. Yeah. That and was you so found bizarre. It because you, you started on the road. <laughs> That's yeah. how you got it. I, I was just cruising and I took that picture. I looked down. And I said, get out. And it was like that. Doo, 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 universe. Doo. Yeah, it was bizarre. That's um, great. Okay, so the last question that I have is one of my mm-hmm. favorite questions okay. is, tell me about a time when networking in some way, shape, or form changed the game for you. So many times. Okay, I'll tell you. The one. There's many, many, but the one. Okay, so living in the D.C. metro area, there's a lot of people you'll meet, and typically they're in IT. I know this is true for me. And so... I lived in Sterling, Virginia, in the townhouse, raising my son, and there was a, a lady, Diana, who lived on the same sort of street. And so there were like four of us moms whose kids would all just get together, and we would come out to the cul-de-sac and try to figure out where are the bikes. Wherever the bikes are, there's the kids. Go get your kid. It's 8 o'clock. He has to get in the bed. This lady, Diana, had a brother-in-law who just graduated from Virginia Tech. His parents, millionaires, they already, they did government contracts, you know, for millions and millions of dollars. And so they set him up. He graduated out of Virginia Tech. He he opened a company called Versatech, so it could have the same VT because he's mm. a Virginia Tech geek. Mm-hmm. But he was super young, like even younger than you were when I met you. He was like 28, maybe less. 
and he he was starting to get these interviews and we're just at a party. My kid is at Diana's house and her brother-in-law is over there and he's just mentioning how, ah, got to go to this thing at the FDA and do databases. I don't do databases. I'm like, say what now? Say what now? Excuse me? <laughs> Did you say databases? It has now been, I mean, I was his first employee, helped him write the first little thing. Wow. And now it has been, oh my gosh, how many years? Blake was three or four and now Blake is 22. Mm. I have subbed, I've been his subcontractor for these many years. This guy, he graduated out of the 8A program, which is a pretty big, it's a pretty huge thing to do. And he's got the multi-million dollar contracts. My friend Diana is just running his entire like company because she's awesome like that. And that little thing, I'm telling you, that one little networking thing, mm-hmm. people are just talking and you're like, excuse me, <laughs> just poke your head up and don't be so self-engaged. And man, that thing just took off. And that's just one of them. Most of the gigs that I get, it's either I've taught some student and they've seen me at work in the classroom and they just bring me into their business or I meet somebody at a party. And back in the day when I used to be on Match.com, nobody has time to date anymore. But at the time mm-hmm. I was dating, the people I would meet would end up being like work. I'd meet them and we'd do work stuff. Wow. So that's it, crazy. Yeah. It's networking. It's really just showing up and opening your mouth. Mm hmm. Smile, smiling, just starting with a smile. Yeah, it's true. It, it goes yeah. a long way, um, for sure. That's an amazing story. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Smiling is it's important. It's definitely a slept on tool. Absolutely, because um, it'll get you. It'll get you real far. Yeah. And I, oh, well, it's because you're a girl and you're cute. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, not so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. I, I really don't believe that. I got a call. BS on that. I it's think true. being friendly can come in a lot of different ways. Right. It can be holding the door. It can be asking a question. Yeah. It could be acknowledging someone's existence in the first place. Right. Which could change their entire day. Yeah, there absolutely. are people who you have no idea what they're going through. And mm-hmm. I mean, one smile could change that person's decision. They could have gone home and hurt themselves or someone else. Mm-hmm. And your smile, the fact that they've been seen. The fact that you saw them and you acknowledged them and you smiled could change the whole person's life. I mean, it's yeah. it's important, the little things. So I agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you on social media? I um, <laughs> Yeah, I should say that I am. But so what happened with me, I am on Twitter. I am at, at Sharsoft. Okay. That's my company name, Sharsoft Consulting. I have a website, Sharsoft.com. Mm-hmm. And neither of those things are well tended to. Because of the internet. Like, have you noticed how everybody jumps on every little thing that you say or don't say on the internet? People are nuts these days. (laughs) So I just, I'm going to have to either get someone like you to just manage my social media or just do it as a reverend. I'm sure I'll have to do something. Yeah. But I... I'm a little concerned because I'll say stuff that I didn't really think through mm. and the internet will like cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> just not. Yeah. It's a lot. Just, it's very stressful. <laughs> you have a YouTube, YouTube channel. Yes. Right. And you have, what are all your things you've got? YouTube. Yeah. And- it's, it's a lot. So the YouTube channel I've been kind of resting with, it's still out. I've got tons of videos on there. Mm-hmm. If you need help with networking, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my top video, surprisingly enough, is is how to best utilize the Meetup 
app. That video has like probably 4,000 views at this point. For some reason, that's the one that went viral or not viral, but got popular. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot. I've got two accounts now that I'm running, which is exhausting. Uh, The Whitney Danielle coaching one. And then I I started a beautiful page. I am so excited. If you guys are not following Network and Spill on Instagram, I mean, come on. Like, it is such a beautiful page. And I, I spent so much time, like, yeah. designing this. Yeah. My graphic design skills are finally coming into good use. Good for you. Um, I'm on Facebook very infrequently, right. but I am killing it on Pinterest, a platform I never was really ever into. And it's, you're posting what? Pictures or words of encouragement? I do need to start a quotes uh, thread. Um, I need to design some quotes for Pinterest because that does really well. Hmm. The graphics, text graphics do really well, really on all the platforms for some bizarre reason. But I do have a bunch of boards hmm. and I've got boards on networking, boards. I've got a board for my show. I've got boards for my website, which have all my blog posts in there. Hmm. Um, I've got a board on work-life balance and inspiration and motivation. I've got a productivity board. Like I've got like 20-something boards that I So you're to. curating pieces that you found all over the web and you're putting together on a Pinterest page. And yes. And I am making my own pins. Okay. I designed my own pins. I've got pins for the show. I'll make it I'll be making a pin for the show oh, okay. with your photo. It's super, super cute. Oh, I designed it myself. <laughs> um and I put in your info and mm-hmm. you know those that's a graphic that I designed specifically for Pinterest nice. that does well on Facebook and on um, Instagram stories as well. Oh, so okay. um yeah I, I promote it, you know, all my podcast episodes and my blog posts go on there. So it's like a a nice place to to stop by. But that's great. Yeah. Sweet. I'll have to follow you on all those things. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna guide me into the uh, current day. I know you started it back when I, I first met you. Yes, you told me podcast. I'm like, say yeah. what now? <laughs> and now you're and on Alex. it. And now Alex. you're on it. I love and I love this show. It's 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 been a lot of fun. And I think you know you're a great storyteller. And Thank I think you. it's fun to hear about people and. Every single guest I've had on here, most of them I know, mm-hmm. but it's so cool to, to learn more about them because they always say something that I had no idea. Yeah. I'm going to need to hear you on a saxophone. This is the oh thing that God. you surprised me the most with. Okay. I actually have the saxophone. It's in my closet. Okay. Um, but it's probably, I mean, God, I haven't played it in like... Well, there's a drum set in my basement. I can, that's what I do too. So we're going we'll to start a band. Together. We're going to start it. a band. If anyone is interested, please email me, Whitney at WhitneyDanielle.com. You have to be in the D.C. metropolitan area. Right. <laughs> have a house band party. House band and spill. House <laughs> band and spill. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the oh, show. This was a pleasure. lot of fun. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. So this is it for this week. Make sure you are subscribed. You tell a friend. You share this with anybody who is important to you i mean let's just start there anybody that's important to you and make sure you're following me on the gram and if you have any questions for charlene or for me or for you know about networking definitely feel free to to ping us online and um we'll see you next time cheers